in a world short on water, there is no shortage of roller skates. Bodite serves zero purpose right. besides being an well, object. He to goes be back off Excuse into me, sir. <laughs> Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes. This is Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we just w finished watching Solar Babies, and I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Barry. I'm Danny. And Danny's over here. Danny's over there in the corner. Solar Babies, uh, filmed in 1986. Uh, this had what kind of rating on? Uh, zero. Zero percent. <laughs> zero. And on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, zero. Yeah. And it had 43, I think, audience score. Yeah. <laughs> So it had a little bit more love from the common man, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes zero completely. <laughs> and um, this was not a labor of love, but it certainly was a, a problem for Mel Brooks. He was the producer, yeah. and uh, it had assigned a director, uh, Alan Johnson, who I guess had been mostly a choreographer uh, before and had. I think he's directed one more thing. He dressed, directed uh, something just prior to that, yeah. Yeah, and so. But you know, that's a logical step. You know, hey, you're a choreographer. You can <laughs> direct. Yeah, you can, you can choreograph yeah. this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a lot of choreography in this movie, even that's though true. it's not like a musical. But mm -hmm. we'll get to that in, in time. Maybe he did Gleaming the Cube. So we went from skates <laughs> right. <to> skateboards. <laughs> So, this movie is called Solar Babies. It came out in 1986. It actually came out the same weekend as Star Trek IV, um, the, Voyage the Voyage Home, Home. which was uh, quite a big hit, actually, uh, for the Star Trek franchise. It kind of reinvigorated uh, that. Um, so, this was uh, coming up against a big box office uh, Titan franchise, known franchise, and uh, I honestly never remember even hearing about this movie. <laughs> I just recently saw the trailer for it uh, as, a, as a lead from my wife. And, uh, but, uh, you know, what, what were your thoughts? I know that Ben and Barry saw it when they were younger. And, um, you know, what you recall uh, from your childhood, maybe, you know, the nostalgia so, of that. I this, was so excited. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go <laughs> okay. Ahead. Yeah. My memory, 1986, I was a young child. I was like mm -hmm. 11. And uh, I remember watching this at my friend's house and just being so excited about it afterwards. Um, that's all I remember. I remember there were, oh, and I remembered they were using rollerblades. This is what I remember. Um, and then we just watched this film and I didn't remember a single piece of any of that film. None of it seemed familiar to me. No, same story here. So I, I would have been eight at the time. I don't remember the theater. It was the same kind of thing. I remember being insanely excited about it. So whatever the marketing department was doing was on point because I just remember being insanely excited to watch it. 
And I don't know why, I don't remember what drew me to that, but same thing. Watched it at my friend's house, did not see it in the theater. So, uh, it's same way. I, I don't remember anything about it at all. I remember Bodai after watching the trailer. I remember, like, I have flashes of roller skates. That's about it. Don't remember any of the plot or the why or the how. I think there were two pair of roller blades, though, right? In the movie? The well, one team had rollerblades. One roller team blades. had rollerblades. Yeah. Everyone else had roller skates. So our, my memory is messed up. I'm trying yeah. to remember when rollerblades actually were a thing, when that actually broke on the scene. Yeah. Well, I, I think of it as a 90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. late 80s, really. Obviously, they were, they were there with this. Yeah, this wasn't a new thing, because I don't remember. <laughs> we used to play street early. hockey all the time, and we had... Roller, roller blades, blades yeah. for street hockey. They, they do make a point in the movie to say that, like, the, the group that had the roller blades had, like, the kitted out, That's know, right. out They gear. were the, they're like, a government the sponsored. The well-funded, sponsored, yeah. yeah. So after just now watching it, does it surprise you that you did not remember any of the story? Uh, no. What does surprise me is that I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right? I, I don't know why I liked it. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, the only thing, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, it may be that I just liked Jamie Gertz. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that the strong point is definitely the cast. Mm -hmm. I think there's, it's not just one or two names. Uh, if you were to look and watch this movie, you would notice a lot of faces that you probably remember from other movies. Yeah. And maybe a lot of them you don't know their name, but you, they look familiar. Uh, I, I'm going to want to go over the cast a little bit. So Richard Jordan is the top build guy, and he is the main villain. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to dispense with the character names because honestly, I don't remember them. I, I didn't keep track. But yeah. he he looks Rock familiar. He looks like kind of like a James Bond villain, but I I kept looking him up and. I could not find that he was in any James Bond movies whatsoever, but... Like he really reminded me of a 1940s uh, gangster guy. Like, the, the guy they always made fun of. I can't remember his name. Uh, on, on Bugs Bunny. Like, he always shows up in the Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny guys as a... Uh, it's like a mobster. As a mobster, right? Yeah. That's what he reminded me of. He also kind of looks like Mr. Bean. Yeah. But he had this, like, this powder blue rubber Nazi-like uniform yeah. and a white ascot. <laughs> yeah. And when he walked, it squeaked. <laughs> like, as he's walking <laughs> around, it's like... There was a little bit of a fetish <laughs> going on. Yeah. Like, that's totally. some of the costuming, for sure. Well, he had a thing with his lips, too. Like, he gave what's-his-name, like, a little... Little kiss you know, little, faces. Little hair pucker kiss. kiss. Yeah, like he licked his lips. So long. Yeah, it was so weird. Like he was gonna eat him or something. Yeah. <laughs> the costume was of note because it takes place in a desert and it's hot, oh, and God. he is in this like pleather suit that just looks extremely warm. Yeah. But it is a very striking uh, costume. Yes. And it is definitely a good villain's costume. Yep. But, mm -hmm. but for the setting, it seemed like, wow, man, you, you would probably be thirsty and hot. And <laughs> I, I kind of feel like the only person who ever looked like they were hot and miserable, besides the people who worked in the tire town, mm -hmm. was the warden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with true. his with his so, like yellow suit, sweaty, like yeah. sweating through. I was like, yeah. I, he was the only person I bought that was in a desert. Yeah. Yeah. He had like a tie and a pocket. Yeah, yeah. a pocket square, that weird black tie-ish thing. Yeah. So the lead actress in it is Jamie Gertz, as was mentioned. You would know her from uh, such movies as Twister, uh, Sixteen Candles, Lost uh, Boys. The Lost Boys, which would be the, came, the which came out a year after this movie, nineteen eighty-seven. 
And she would, of course, be in that movie also with Jason Patrick, who is mm-hmm. in this movie as well. Most commonly known from uh, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is kind of the main lead uh, actor. He plays uh, Jason? Protagonist yes. in this okay. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still getting used to acting. He needs to use his real first name. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so it's so to him. Well, Rabbit was taken by that other guy. That's right. <laughs> Lucas Haas is in this. A year after Witness, he's the young boy in that movie. Um, and I don't know what else Lucas Haas has been in. Uh, was late. he in Lucas? I uh, don't think so. Oh, okay. But uh, he, so he's in this. He he's, he's the young young boy, and all the other ki- all the other you know people in this movie are in their late teens or early twenties. Uh, Peter Deloise, who would be going on to do Twenty One Jump Street the following year, nineteen eighty seven, he is in wow. in, in this. Uh, Dom Deloise's son. He's an epic skater. Sarah Douglas is in this who you know if you're a Superman fan she plays Ursula in Superman and Superman 2 and has you know the same like, costume basically she yeah, the same costume, costume but well, like, it's white instead of black definitely not the same costume but she wears it just like Sarah Douglas can wear it right yeah. she looks just like her character yes Charles Durning is in this he's you know I always know him from Tootsie but he's a really great character actor uh He's been in tons of stuff. I mean, you would recognize him. I, I think he's even been in um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And, um, was he the warden? He was the warden, yeah. yeah. So um, he's a, a great comedy actor, but also a great uh, dramatic actor. Um, Kelly Bishop, who you would know from, well, I you wouldn't know, but my wife loves Gilmore Girls. Oh. She's the grandmother of right, Gilmore I would not Girls. <laughs> and Frank Converse, I couldn't, kept, I kept thinking, who is this guy? And I knew him, he was from Anna of Avonlea, which is the oh. Anna of Green Gables sequel. So there are a lot of different actors. Um, so wait, wait, was she the cast. teacher? The Gilmore Girls' grandma? Uh, she was, yeah, she was the teacher early on. So she had like one, one two scenes. Okay. Most, yeah, exactly. So I think the cast was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story itself, uh, maybe we can get into it. <laughs> a synopsis of the story. Uh, Who gives the synopsis? It reminded me of Cool as Ice and that it kind of didn't make much sense. Right. right. Yeah. But yet we kept saying, wow, this is like in the same world as uh, Battlefield Earth, right? Right. And, and Mac and Me. There was a, and Mac and Me. And yeah. It was kind of, yeah, there are some desert scenes in Mac and Me which are referenced there. And Everybody in this movie's thirsty. I kept thinking... <laughs> I kept thinking the hair in this is much better than Battlefield Earth. Yes, yes, we did. We did. Time, we did. If I we had did, a rate on a hair scale. This movie is definitely better. Didn't we decide that those desert, yeah, the desert, people, desert people that were quasi Native American, right, were the descendants of Johnny Goodboy Tyler? Yeah, they looked just so. like them. Yes, yeah. yes, they looked like them. So, so, should we do a quick synopsis? Yeah, of the, the story. Thing? Yeah. Uh, so there, it's in the future, a dystopian. World, uh, they're. I, I think these youth are. They're an orphanage. So there's a it's little a, bit of exposition oh, yeah. in the yeah. beginning. It says that orphans, usually teenagers, are taken by the protectorate to these orphanages, and. Uh, but it doesn't. I'm not really they're sure like what re- they're doing. They're indoctrination kids. Yes. They're indoctrination. They're basically yeah, they're prisons. That yeah. explains the circular Where, indoctrination. If you're a teenager, you have to wear roller skates or something because none of the adults wore roller skates. Only the teenagers did, right? Like all the kids were. But they never took them. I mean, they did take them off, but like, you they didn't take them off when you expect them to take it off. 
Anyway, so they're in indoctrination camps. Yeah. Weird stuff. The little there's a little deaf boy, who's deaf for all of thirty seconds in the film. <laughs> He's uh, got headphones. Yeah. Yeah, so you can hear. And he finds a glowing bowling ball, uh, or a giant. <laughs> giant marble. <laughs> giant marble. Yeah. yeah. That's glowing and. That uh, heals his deafness. Yeah. Suddenly he can hear. He's in a cave. He can hear in the raindrops, right. and yeah. he's like screaming and excited, and he can hear. And then he starts talking they to speak the telepathically, and and, yeah. and the the marble, this giant marble, tells him what to call him Bodai. Yeah. So he, yeah. he, so this orb <laughs> is Bodai, and it's got magical powers and can heal things and make make rain in inside the house and inside all sorts of things. Which is important because they're in a, a desert dystopian future, just similar to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which I think came out the year before this. Yes. So, uh, you know, water is very important, just like... Uh, it's currency. Currency. Yeah, sure, just like yeah. Mad Max needs gasoline, they need water in this movie. Yeah. So... I, I get the impression from towards the end of the movie that the protector had somehow hoarded all the water. Yeah. In this... Behind a big dam. Giant underground dam or something. Yeah. And uh, and so there was wa- there was plenty enough of water for everyone the whole time. If only yeah. they had shared. Yeah, but then yeah. a kid. Uh, I don't even know what his point is. He steals the the marble, runs off to the desert. So the kids are like, "Oh, we gotta go get it back!" And they go after the marble, and then they end up in uh, Burning Man. Some, yeah, yeah. Some and then the stormtroopers attack. It was, it was very much right, <laughs> right out of the start of, yeah. of the Force Awakens. The stormtroopers <laughs> do have laser guns, just yeah. like out of Star Wars, yeah. except um, where they can hit. And they have cars. Yeah, they're actually that, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, right. They jump their cars into people's tents. Um, and um, then, like in oh man, we skipped over that. So they're running to get to the Burning oh, Man, right. and they are. This is amazing. They they get to this <laughs> this broken bridge, and. You can clearly see that it's like a good thirty feet yeah, distance a 30 foot, yeah. to jump over this broken bridge, and it's not like one side is higher than the other. It's just a no, road that is broken. Yeah, it yeah. is broken, and it is like there is no way <laughs> that if you're on roller skates and you were going super duper fast that you would clear this thirty feet, even if you had like a, a like an a, incline, an incline, yeah, a you, ramp, like a ramp, you would not be able to clear yeah. it. It just would not happen. And so what do they decide to do? <laughs> so they form a chase. Yeah. They all grab <laughs> arms. Yeah. One person stands in the middle and they link arms going opposite directions yeah. to and make a propeller. Yeah, to propel it. And then they just start to spin to try and... And then they fling off the person on the end yep. to go over the cavern or this abyss. This big chasm. And uh, they... They all each, each make it. one individually makes it. And you're just like, what? And then the last dude just gets a running start. Well, it should be stated, too, that, like, none of these actors can actually skate. Like, right. They are barely staying on their feet. So it's like, yes, they're spinning around, but they're, like, barely going faster than, like, an average person they're... going for a ride. Right. And also, the, the the young kid, what was his name? Daniel? Lucas Daniel. Yeah. Lucas Haas. Okay. Daniel, Daniel is the Daniel? character. How did he get over this? Like, I didn't, like, I didn't even oh, think no. about that while we were there, but somehow... He was able to cross over yeah. this. Well, same thing with Dar Stars. Dar Star. Yeah. Dar Star. 
Well, he probably had his owl take him across. Darkstar <laughs> has this thing with with birds. He's got yeah. a pet owl and crows, crows like, like him. him, and I think a dove lands on him at yeah. some point. He's so definitely he's, the guy that'd be playing the guitar. He, out on, like, he the looks, quad in yeah. college. He looks like he's a Native American with the way his hair is, and he's got some kind of connection with with Earth. Or but he is not. Chair. No, but he, yeah, but he's not. So, um, yeah, so they they get over this abyss. And um, they're being chased by these, you know, Mad Max cars. <laughs> what are they called? Whatever. Uh, yeah. um, the, the little chariot rollers. <laughs> they were quite interesting. Yeah, <laughs> motorcycle chariots. They were yeah, definitely, I mean, there's definitely some Mad Max influence here, but th- there was some originality in the in the production design on some of the stuff, I thought, I, you know, a little bit. But yeah. obviously it was influenced by other some other movies. <laughs> but they get to this Burning Man kind of thing, and then they all... I, I'm not sure what happens at that point. They magically get taken over by the bad guy shows up, and then they have to all get away with rolling down a hill in these it, giant tires. Wait, oh, that's, that's, a diff- that's, a, that's when they get that's, to Tire Town. Oh, tire, 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 tire Town. Sorry, I'm, I'm so, missing. Wait, when did they end up in the cave? Was it before or after Tire Town, where they see the picture of of? It was. It's, it's before Tire Town. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah. It's so, hard to keep it straight. So story, the story is lost on me because there's so, not really any significance to each scene. So right. they get so here. This is if I remember correctly. Okay. So the stormtroopers come with Kylo Ren and they and they first order uh, Burning Man, right? And they shoot the owl. Yes. Very sad. And Darstar, I think he. Senses that connection with his familiar. A tear drops from yeah. his eye. Yeah, yeah. Single drop. After, after he met Wolfman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, I, the, and so what? who was? So we can we can right? circle back to that part, yeah. but like, <laughs> so Burning that. Man is destroyed, and that's when, um, so the people, the the group, these group of kids, they're called the Solar Babies because that was their that's team. team name, that's their yeah. team name. So the Solar Babies show up the next morning, and then they find the cave, with the amazing. Uh, rock art, like primitive yeah. rock art, with <laughs> that's very contemporary. That has tree Jesus, beautiful like, yeah, perspective, yeah. everything. And uh, and then like, they go to Tire yeah. Town, and it's they escape Tire Town by ro- rolling, getting in those giant truck tires and rolling down the hill. <laughs> and it's literally just down the hill from Tire Town, right? <laughs> just down the hill, and then they get out and they're like, "Oh, we're safe." They definitely look dizzy, which is to their credit. But yeah, yeah I, then yeah, Tire Town explodes. Uh, oh, with but Tara. the girl, they Tara. They lose Jimmy Gertz gets and, and taken, girl. we don't know where. And Darstar is probably dead, too. And, and then our, our band of, of heroes get caught by these two Aussie guys with hats, and they're pulling their they're wagons. The they, so, to be honest, <laughs> one might have been Aussie, one might have been British, but their accents seem to switch. They kind of, fl- kept, yeah, they kind of, like... Zinged around the world with their accents. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. They yeah. have like a Drongo hat on. And... Yeah. And then there's a big giant Jamie Gertz reveal where she's actually, she comes She looks like a Bedouin. She's in, in disguise and she's spraying. With a water gun. Spraying everyone with a water gun. <laughs> and then she has a band of people that help free her friends and they get back to where her dad is. Yeah, her dad is Tree Jesus. 
Yeah. She yeah. has a tiny tattoo on the web of her thumb that has a tr- like a green tree. I think her name is Green Tree. Green Tree. Not Tree Jesus. Sorry. By- <laughs> it just looks tree. like Tree, tree Jesus. Yeah. Played by Frank Converse from Out of Avonlea fame, whatever. And he's got a lot of chest hair. Sick mullet. Yeah. 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 And all the wax. And it's like a <sighs> oasis underground. It has got a, water coming from glacier from a glacier yeah. that's somehow melting. underneath the desert. Yeah. Still. Yeah. What's surprising is, you know, our heroes want to go on and, and find uh, Bodai and free Bodai. And Jimmy Gertz's character is like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, yeah. And then they're about to leave. And then she's like, okay, fine, I'll go with Look, you. I got a man. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> like, like, no. She was always no, like, There's a whole thing at the beginning where she's like, guys, we don't know where we came from. We, we all have families. They could still be alive out there, right? Like, her family is something she's thought about. She finds her family, and it's an oasis. It's all the water they could ever want. And she's so happy, and they're like, no, we don't, we've got to go find the marble. And she's like, okay, but I got the map that will help us. <laughs> Let's go. It's, it's the blueprint for the water storage facility. They do make a big deal about her and her family, though, because like we we skipped over the the cave painting where she puts her hand up against Tree oh, yeah. Jesus painting in the and he's got whatever the thing is, amulet with and the he's, same yeah tattoo. he's got an amulet and she's you know I didn't even notice it like somebody yeah. pointed it out she had a little tattoo on the small of her yeah. thumb there that matches that the matches. Amulet. yeah so they finally like connect yeah. I don't know why the movie didn't just end there. She yeah, that, I seriously, like, it could have just ended there, and it's like, oh, look, you guys found a new home, a new happy place yeah, to live. Yeah. But no, we've got to we, go we find gotta, a marble. We've got to go save our marble. Well, she also acted like she seemed very comfortable in this new location that she'd never been before. Right. And like, oh, this is my dad, and you know, yeah, like, we're all happy me, here. It definitely had cult vibes. Here. Everybody yeah. was wearing, yeah. like, white flowing robes. Right. Like, yeah. everybody had their arms around each other. People were just strategically, like, lounging and around. Greenbeard, what's his name? Treebeard? Green, green, green Tree? Green Tree. Green tree. He's like... You all belong here now. You're all family. We accept yeah. you. We're all family. This is home. There yeah. was no I, why I was missing dad and why didn't you come get me? Or right. No, there was nothing to that. That happens no, off screen. I, I guess. <laughs> Perhaps these were scenes that were shot and they cut them out for the sake of time. And or, or continuity. If so, I am. Or continuity. If so, I am grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I do like a shorter movie when it when it's kind of painful, but yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything over two hours. Thank you. So, so then they leave the oasis and skate over to a dam. The dam. The dam, uh, which, which is super high tech inside. Meanwhile, the bad guys have captured Bodai the marble, and they have it inside the dam. And they're torturing it. They make a big deal about this marble. Like, yes. What do they call it? The sphere of Longinus? Lo- Longinus so, or... Yes. Yeah. Sphere of Longinus. Yeah. And it... I don't know. The whole bold eye thing doesn't make sense no, so, at you, all. Do you yeah. know what the spear of Longinus is? No, yeah. I was, was going to talk about that. That's why I thought... At first or I thought Longinus. they were saying the, the, the spear. spear right. No, it is the sphere. So... So the Longinus or whatever it is, well, yeah, is supposedly the spear that the Roman guard stabbed stab Jesus, Jesus you know when he was up on the cross so in, in, in all sorts of like movies and mythology stuff it has magical and whoever it has it has yeah. like this success 
like what power over yeah. the whole world. It, like it's mm. like the Holy Grail kind of. Yeah, I think I know what they should do in Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, I know. The Sphere totally. of Longinus. Yeah, interesting. It's, okay. it's in uh, Hellboy Two or Hellboy One. One of, Hellboy Two, I think. It's one of the, the things. It's a magic item. Sphere. Oh, the spear. spear. Oh, actually, it's they in call the first one. They, they also call it the Spear it. of Destiny, right? So yeah. yes, it also yeah. has that name. And so, anyway. so they're torturing Bodai. Yeah, right. Sarah Douglas, Richard Jordan, they're being evil. They're <laughs> trying to weird, weird. And Bodai looks all dried and white and cracked and looking like it's not very healthy. It looked thirsty. Yeah. It looked yes, thirsty. It yeah, Maybe and it kind of screams every time they like point a laser at it or something. It kind of makes this weird screamy noise. Like it's in pain, and then they bring in the torture robot. That they that they be sure to, they make sure and tell you has been programmed to enjoy torturing, <laughs> which looks kind of like a, the Queen Mother in Aliens, yeah. right? Yeah. But also uh, Robbie the robot yeah. from Lost in Space. It's yeah. like if you so put like the these queen... arms are not useful. Yeah, yeah. It's like if they had a love they, child. Yes, the yeah, alien absolutely. queen's head on Robbie the robot. That's. Yeah. But with like flashlight With, with like robo tentacles as Yeah, well. robo tentacles. Like, and I don't know what they do. But. And there's like a full drawer of different bites and bits to drill into or, you yeah. know, torture any creature or person that, that's needed. It says it could pluck an eye out of a live bird. Yes. 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 Which is decidedly yeah, harder than plucking an eye out of a dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to drill into bowed eye, and of course it doesn't work. Uh, the drill turns red and disintegrates and uh, well it breaks off and hits the bad oh, guy yeah. and gives him a he cut got on a shrapnel the wound on the cheek he got a karma cut meanwhile yeah. our band of heroes are breaking into the facility and they're they storm in and remember the whole time they're on roller skates yeah they're, they're roller storming skating. it on roller skates yeah they're they're pole vaulting over fences in, oh, yeah. in roller skates. In roller skates, right? but not when they clear the not fence. Not while they're clearing the fence. <laughs> no, because... let's, let's back up a little bit, because in the very first part of the movie, there's a few few shots where they're roller skating around. There, there's a roller skating kind of game that looks something like Quidditch from Harry Potter <laughs> meets... Uh, lacrosse. With like roller derby. And, roller derby. and yeah. then the, the yeah. goalie is like uh, frisbee golf. Yes. Uh, thing. So there's like it's very interesting. We kind of felt like we wanted to see a little bit more, more of that. Of sport, we have yeah. that have that flushed out a little bit. But what was so interesting in the very beginning is they're they're roller skating around and it's like dusk or it's near dark and they've got all these lights on the, above their skates. <laughs> yes, like and flashlights on their skates. Yeah, <laughs> they look pretty cool. Yeah. But it, it was interesting, but you know, making skating as cool as it can be in the future and in just dystopian future, it was very. Well, yeah. I got to say though, the the flashlights on the dogs was really was the really one up the flashlights on the Absolutely. roller skates. Absolutely, there's these Doberman dogs, and they are I don't know, they're stormtrooper dogs. Yeah, basically. and they have flashlights on their heads. And this is 1986 flashlights. These are not little LED flashlights. They're like, it's like the, the big cop giant mag lights. twenty pound mag twenty lights. pound mag lights <laughs> sitting on taped to their heads. They, they wore them well though. Yeah. yeah. I kept make. I just kept thinking of Doctor Evil every time I saw the dogs with yeah. the flashlights yeah. on their heads. With lasers. Yeah. yeah. So they storm in. They, they after they pull one of them pull vaults in and they get in and they have the showdown and they're kind of they do take out the, the villains pretty suddenly mm-hmm. uh, I was surprised that they didn't give up much, much there fight. was like no uh, there was I mean what, there was like conflict. two or three bad guys and then the dogs that's all that was like guarding the whole place and then they get into the the main 
center. Well, yeah. they had that map drawn on the leather. Oh, that's true. They did have that. Or whatever. Green tree. Yeah. yeah. The green tree. Yeah. Was it leather? It looked like it was cloth. Like so. No. It, it, yeah, it was some kind of fabric that had very detailed plans yeah. of a hydro dam. So, uh, I mean, this is maybe nitpicky, but when he, when the bad guy, uh, what's his, his whatever, name? Grok, Grok or whatever, when he brings the sphere to the Superman Two Lady, uh, Superman, yes, uh, whoever her name is, Sarah Douglas, Sarah Douglas, he brings it to her. And he's like, hey, let's destroy it together. And she's like, isn't this the kind of thing that you should take upstairs? Like, as if they're all serving some higher power, right? Mm. Well, you see that, too, because when they they use their laser elevator button Oh, that's right. They, they only have they level, go up to seven. level 7. <laughs> Out of 10. It goes up to 10. So clearly there's three yeah. more levels above yeah. these guys. And he's like, oh, why would I give it, why would I take it to them when we can control who gets the credit for it? Because mm-hmm. they want the credit for it, right? And there was this creepy so sexual tension between them. Somehow, the, the kids know to go to level 7 and not level 10 where you would expect. I don't know. I, I was like, how are, <laughs> even if they have the plans, they don't know where these people are torturing <laughs> right. Bogai, yeah. right? I don't know. The way that they get killed it was maybe the only is flaw. pretty interesting. Who? The way that Bodai kills the evil... Oh, oh, he kills the woman. Well, yeah. yeah so yeah. she's fighting. Uh, she's fighting over Bodai with. Is it Daniel? Is yeah, that the little boy. Yeah, and Bodai doesn't want to go with her, and so he lights her hands on fire. Yeah, <laughs> and she stumbles backwards and into a console that then electrocutes the crap yeah. out of her because her burning <laughs> hands crazy. set off all of the electricity yeah. that burnt that electrocutes her. Well, and so it this is this is right after what's his name Grok Grok. Grok. Yeah. Gets his like arms smashed by the torture robot, and his and nose ripped off. His nose gets blown off when his oh, who's who's the 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 die job the guy, good looking like the bad guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah the, I don't remember Malfoy. his name, but the blonde guy. Yeah, he Malfoy. Shoots the torture it's robot, like Draco Malfoy. The robot blows up into Grok's face. He falls down. Presumably, he's dead because yeah. he doesn't react, and his face is pretty jacked yeah. up. Um, I as a child, yeah. like. I would have thought that would have had a lasting impression on me because yeah. it was it was pretty, pretty graphic. graphic. Yeah, and just like thinking back, like my parents let me watch that as an eight year old. I'm sure in graphic with the TV. other torture device, I, that was actually really really impressive. So they did have the after they busted into uh, Burning Man. Right, and they captured the, the guy with the really short kilt. Yes, they yes. captured. Him. It's actually kind of a cool idea. They put him on this table, and he yeah, looks like he's cool. absolutely covered in ants, ants. and stuff, and, he and he's just feeling writhing. It. Yeah, right. And so they they finally you know turn off the device, and it, it's apparent it's that like it's like a hologram, kind of like, yeah, kind some of pain machine, right? Right. And it, it was a cool idea. It was yeah. like I don't think it was used. Well, I mean, he a does lot. show he does the guy. On the he messes with his mind. So yeah. the, the ants weren't really there, but yeah. he ex- he thinks they are. The totally torture. Yeah. yeah, and then he they do a cool thing where he takes the kid's hand and puts it puts his arm in there, and like the flesh is all rotting off, and yeah. just like and the the guy's screaming and screaming, and then he pulls him out, and his hands just fine, and it's all that was actually really cool. Yeah. It reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of the um, especially that that arm part reminded me of the. Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, mm-hmm. when the skeletons would go in and out of the moonlight. The moonlight yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. The special yeah. effects were pretty good, considering. Yeah, for right? the time, especially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we laughed at it a lot, I mean, but like... They, they do, I mean, it's a glowing ball. Yeah. 
it, it's it, it's the, obviously doesn't have the sound editing of Star Wars or no. whatever, but it's got similar. You it's know, got some of the and, animated um, laser beam electrical things like you see in uh, Ghostbusters. So and it's got the more you know star in it. We, we kept yeah. referring to the more you know star. Yeah, why don't you talk a little bit more about that with respect to solar. Uh, not so everybody's yeah, with, with with Bo- Bodai. Bodai. Yeah. So Bodai, the giant marble or bowling ball that glows, <laughs> glowing pearl. He, it's a he. Uh, yeah. He identifies as a he, as Daniel points out. Yeah. And his name is Bodai, not Bodhi. <laughs> well, which he points unless out. Rabbit actually, unless really Rabbit yeah, was hearing it as Bodhi. Ra- unless, <laughs> yeah, unless, unless <laughs> in, in Rabbit's language it was Bodhi. <laughs> but. Uh, the, but uh, He's he's the uh, Bodai's not very consistent. So I was never worried about him when he was in that machine thingy. Yeah, I know. Because earlier in the movie, so the movie starts out with that uh, roller skate lacrosse frisbee golf game, which was actually kind of cool. I think a bunch of us are like, if yeah. this existed, we probably would have played it as kids. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it starts with that game, and then you move on, and then after Bodai is introduced to the rest of the team, they go out. I'm assuming the same court. Yeah, it is. And yeah. they're and they're playing with Bodai as the ball. As the ball. <laughs> and uh, and, and Bodai is sentient and yeah. can fly wherever he wants. Fly wherever he wants because one kid's going to hit him like a golf swing and he moves <laughs> and so the kid falls down. Yeah. So if I was dying of thirst and I found this ball that made the room inside out, I was just start raining. And provide me it's water. the first time the kids had ever even seen rain. Yeah, yeah they had never even experienced this before. But the last thing I would ever do would be to take it outside and start flinging it around <laughs> in case I might break yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, dude, just hold on to that thing and get some water. All these people look thirsty and they're constantly sweating. Look, and- the way that water is handled in this in this thing, water is this currency, right? And mm-hmm. rain is coming down. This thing that they called, earlier in the film, they called it A fictional. Myth. A myth. Right? Well, and yeah. it's like it would be like for us gold coins just dropping from the, yeah. the sky right yeah. and it's like oh dude i and do not want to break my centralized in their little clubhouse right yeah. <laughs> and then they scream we're clean like and then you realize oh my goodness these people must completely stink and uh, they're just all running around really in tight quarters in their roller skates and Sweating all the time. They rollerblade all day. <laughs> Their punishment is to dig pits. Yes. There's no water. There's I mean, no water for showers. So what was the reason yeah. for the pits, even? It's just, you know, just, breaking just, rocks. Just make, yeah. just, just, just make work. You learn a lesson. Yeah. But, but during the, the pickup game, using Bodhi as the ball, like, he dematerializes. Somebody hits him, and it, like, yeah. it looks like he explodes. Oh, well, they hit him like a baseball, yeah. and he explodes. So into, he, like, sparkler, into spark, yeah, sparkles. sparkles, yeah. but then he kind of rematerializes and zooms around kind of looking like the more you know star yeah. you know yeah. it's got like a trailing exactly. comet yeah. of light yeah, yeah. and exactly. so and so that happens but then he gets stolen by dar star wait quickly before you do that it's also like a crystal ball it gave like jason a vision yeah or not jason was tug saw the vision right some yeah somebody saw a vision when he was talking to he's like what am i where did i come from what am I? What's going to happen to me? I don't know yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. That was the Oscar moment. Yeah. Um, the Oscar scene. Um, so Bodai can do all these things. He gets stolen by Darstar, but he calls out to Daniel. Daniel. So Daniel follows him. That's what triggers everybody else to follow and jump the chasm. To save Daniel. And go to Burning Man and, and to Tire Town. And uh, the best thing about Tire Town is it says Tire Town. Yes. <laughs> like the sign. The sign says Tire Town. 
and <laughs> they had water there, and people they were like burning. I don't quite understand it. It's like they were burning tires and extracting water from the tires. Or I think something. they were melting it down. I think, they, down. I think they were recycling the tires. Okay, it was right. like but a it was farmers gen- market meets yeah. Mad Max yeah. kind of a thing. I mean, yeah. it felt like a yeah, it felt like a marketplace like Marrakesh or something in certain places. I mean, they're just walking Even around finding. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. There, so that it, it, it kind of raises a good point. There's a lot of what I would say, like as the '80s wasn't a big deal, but like now there's like a lot of cultural appropriation. Right? Oh yeah. Right. Oh. <clears throat> so at one point, they're disguised as presumably like stereotypical Asian people. They've got like yes. their straw hats, mm-hmm. their peak their straw hats. They have like their shawls or whatever yeah, that like, makes them look like a kimono like, almost exactly yeah. yeah so that's that's what they're dressed like in was that tire that was, that was tire tire tire. Yeah. The, you've got the burning man people who look like native americans, native americans. but they're all white they're all white but they're all got like feathers braided yeah. into their hair and like wearing again stereotypical movie native american kind yeah. of people um I see a lot of that dude's thigh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think you were just trying to keep the cult like keep it diverse culturally and make it interesting right or make it some like it was some kind of futuristic i don't know i'm not sure what they were trying to do. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing but it was just random yeah well it's like rabbit was the only african-american guy yeah in the entire in, movie yeah in the whole movie yeah. in the sea of white people yeah and um yeah so it was yeah they, they all had the different and like entire town they had face masks yeah because they're working with the rubber that's mm-hmm. right, like welding masks and other kinds of masks. I did find masks. it interesting. I don't know if Darstar has left, but he seemed really chummy at you know Burning Man. So they're like, oh, we're going to take you on the tour of everything. And and then later, he's got a full-time job. He's already worked in a factory. He's yeah. got all his garb. And it's not super clear, but it seems like he has an apartment yeah. that he has locked he's down. Decorated. He's got a lock from that seems like a pretty dope living place oh, the for the br- brick town yeah. that he hides Bodai in. Yeah. So the, the combination like to the hours. lock is 66. 66, yeah. Turn it to Just 66. turn it to 66. <laughs> so after they defeat the, the, the villains, uh, you know, they have their untimely death. The movie kind of takes a quick turn to uh, all I can liken it to is X Men too, right? Where they uh, they're at there's this giant dam, and because you know the villains are kind of caught on fire and made everything explode. <laughs> obviously, the dam is now very explosive, it's and break that apart. middle section completely just starts to blow up, and the water starts to come out, and our band of heroes they escape. And they basically realize that they can take off their skates now and <laughs> right. run towards the water that has come out, and they can just jump in the water. And um, they all know how to swim. Well, yeah, okay. it's, it's like the end of oh, uh, total recall first. So the water's pouring out and spontaneously creates this giant thundercloud oh, again, yeah. which I is forgot. this mystical yeah. mythical thing. It Bodai who has been nothing but a fun little toy for them for five right. minutes at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Something to be chased and tortured later, but otherwise has no point. Right. Right? Like, they they make a big point about him being able to produce water early on. So right. it's like, oh, that makes sense. He has value. Let's go. Right. You know, it's our golden goose, basically. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the, the director wanted to destroy him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So th- then he's just a thing. So, you know... I understand why they would originally want to, but after that, like, Bodai serves zero purpose right. besides being 
an well, object. He goes to be back off. Excuse into space. me, sir. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. They <laughs> have their Guardians of the Galaxy moment with Bodai. That's, Boda. true, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. yeah. Where, where they? Wait, but so Bodai like shoots off into space, or he like disappears, he disintegrates, disintegrates yeah. turns into sparkles again, and then he shoots but, off. Into and space. they see like a shooting star going the wrong way up into space, yeah. which is presumably and now Bodai. He's, a, he's got an orange tail, as right? Orange to blue tail. tail. And then they put their hands together and electricity connects them all this. And we have seen this once before earlier in the film where they did it and Bodai was with them. This and time, we, and Bodai's gone. And we saw it gone. kind of last time on Nakamine. That's it true. It was. Yeah. That's right, everybody. Yeah. Oh, there was, a, there was a scene where one of them holds Bodai in that hand gesture yes. like the Mac aliens on Nakamine. The little, yeah. yeah, the little thing to echolocate <laughs> each other. And it turns the, out they were calling to Bodai the whole time. <laughs> like... <laughs> At first, I thought we were on the Macamie planet, yeah. and there was so that so, was. But that, that, that's how it ends. They're like, "Oh, there's a, a thunderstorm, and now we have free water." They say something like yeah. that. The, it's free water, and then the credits start to roll. They're guardians <laughs> of the galaxy with each other without him. Like the yeah, the, it it, re, it reminded it was, you of the ghosts from the Ark of the Covenant. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of this, reminded it, me so much ethereal. Of that. Uh, Ghost of the Ark of the Covenant, like between them, yep. and then it kind of fades away, and then the credits roll with them running to this giant lake, and or, have a, a or the ocean. Mm-hmm. I guess it's yeah. a lake. There's no surf, but we, we it's do huge. Get a nice post-credit. Uh, Jack, was it Smokey Robinson song uh, yeah. over the credits? Yeah, and uh, and like the whole like oh yeah look now there's an ocean a thing that they've never or a giant lake freshwater lake I guess is what it's it is a myth, right? it's a myth yeah. it's a myth and they're all out there swimming in it because somehow they've learned how to swim even though they've never seen oh, enough yeah. water Darkstar in their does a life. nice belly flop yeah, yeah that's he why he did a belly flop he hadn't practiced his but you have to keep watching the credits through this oh and yeah. everything we just saw in during the credits was part of uh, the flash forward. Vision. Yeah, his, his vision that he saw in Bodai when he was of doing the, the Mac and Me holding it, and, and he sees the whole thing. Everybody's slow mo jumping out of the water. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, I mean, true to 80s, though, it was a slow motion jump in the air and yeah. freeze for a That's second, right? right? Yeah. But why would you put that in the flash forward? And then run the credits over in the back. You don't expect to see yeah. that as part of the movie. It's yeah. just a weird thing to include. Yeah. A little anticlimactic, maybe. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the title, yeah, Solar, Solar Babies, Babies, and what you think of that title. Because if I were to make a movie, this is a very unique title, Solar Babies. Yeah. As I was watching it, I kept thinking, maybe this should really be called Roller Babies. Because yeah. there's so many roller skating, or Roller Solar something. Right. right? Solar Rollers. But Roller, yeah. 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 Slowly yeah. Roller. <laughs> It just seems so bizarre, but this oh, is a bizarre movie. That is, yeah. If this truly was the roller derby slash lacrosse, yeah. Bodai would be the cup like, yeah, that you win. Right. That's the battle, right. the battle, the Bodai the, cup. The battle yeah. for Bodai. Yeah. But you're right. That was the name of their team, which they mention a couple times at the beginning. Did they mention it? So I saw they it did. written across the wall above yeah. their and the, lockers. Well, the warden talks about. Oh, okay, the yeah. warden and the police chief guy. Um, that's right. Because it is referenced a couple times in the movie, and it is on the wall of their little clubhouse. That's right. But but yeah, it's a weird choice for it's, for it's, the title for sure, and for a team name. 
Yeah. Right. Because the other ones were what? The Vipers? No, they were the Scorpions. 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 Yeah. yeah. Brat would be a great name for a movie. <laughs> Scorpions. Come on. So uh, you mentioned at the very beginning that, that you liked this movie and you weren't quite sure why. Yeah. And I just wanted to go through the movie, some of the pieces of the movie, and see if there were any major failings. Okay. Like, the cinematography, what did you think of that? It was fine. It, yeah. it, it was absolutely... So, it was unnoticeable, therefore it was perfect. Just fine. Yeah. It did have the rolling tire scene that was like, Yeah, that was a little... That made you a little yeah, dizzy. Yeah, a little dizzy. There was but, no random, you know, Dutch angles, right? No. So, cinematography was by uh, Peter McDonald, and he hasn't shot a lot of things. He was the director of Rambo 3... Um, but he has done a lot of uh, second unit direction on a lot of well-known movies. So I just thought I'd mention that since we're kind of going through the pieces a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just, for reference, I mean, he's done some major movies like Empire Strikes Back. He was um, second uh, location second unit director. Um, he's done, uh, like I said, Rambo First Blood Part 2. He did was second unit on and he also directed uh, Rambo Part 2. Labyrinth, uh, Batman from uh, 1989 yeah. was second unit director on. Uh, and then, of course, he did Batman and Robin. Maybe we'll revisit that at some point. But then he also did second unit directing on many of the Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, uh, The Burn Ultimatum, X-Men, Origins, Wolverine, uh, and uh, among other things, and of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's done, uh, he's had quite a career as far as a second unit director goes. Yeah. Uh, good good cinematography. I thought there were some beautiful shots, actually, mm -hmm. uh, when they're going with the landscapes and even shots over, maybe they, a lot of those were um, elements that were combined in post or in right. special effects yeah. with, with the... With the with the, uh, the dam and there. the facility and all that, so, it looked really good. One of the things, yeah. sorry, the, no, that I uh, this was shot in Spain, and yeah. I don't think of Spain looking like that at all yeah. in my mind. Like this, just desert. You know, I mean, it, it feels like. I mean, like I could see places in the United States that are like this, but I, I would not. think So of it was Spain. mostly shot in Spain. I guess it, according to IMDb, there was a little bit of it, this movie shot in Tucson, Arizona. Okay, so that possibly makes sense. maybe yeah, near, maybe, right. maybe near the the dam. Yeah. But my understanding is that they went to Spain because there are some deserts there, and they got really held up because they got had end up having so much rain. Yeah. So their production got behind, <laughs> which is really ironic. Seems it faint. Uh, <laughs> sense of irony. Yeah, you know uh, the and the editor. I wanted to also just uh, do a shout out to yeah. The editing was fine. There were a lot of uh, long. Um, there's uh, some weird crossfades at the beginning. Yeah. They weren't actually. They weren't even. It was, so they had the picture of the desert. Right. That was the constant theme throughout the entire intro bit. Yeah. Right. The exposition in the thing. background, and they faded stuff over the top of it. Like there but it used now, to be ocean, but it never went away. This. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. And we thought for a second it maybe just burned into it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was edited by Conrad Buff, who's done a lot of uh, really top-notch movies. So um, solar babies. Yeah. He, oh, well, yeah, he did uh, Solar Babies in 1986, and then the following year he did Spaceballs, also with Mel Brooks, um, The Abyss in 1989, uh, a lot of stuff with James Cameron. So Terminator 2 Judgment Day, he was the director, I'm sorry, editor on, True Lies, 
uh, Dante's Peak, Titanic, uh, Mystery Men, Training Day. Yeah. Uh, so, you I know, an editor on a lot of big name movies that uh, have high esteem. Uh, also, Terminator Salvation, The Last Airbender, Rise of Planet of the Apes. Uh, so, yeah, a top notch uh, editor. Um, I feel like I, I feel like Airbender should be on the show at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, well known movies. Let me just put it that way. So, uh, what I mean, I, I think for me, the, the strongest point was the was the cast. Mm -hmm. That they had a good rapport with each other, uh, chemistry, and uh, made it interesting. Even though that the story is probably the weakest part. Very right? much. I think honestly, yeah. like everything else, it would have been fine. Like yeah. the setting was kind of cool. There were some cool elements. It was just a super weird story and assembled really weird like yeah. it didn't it, it, you know we talked about this in like battlefield earth right it jumps from a to z right there, and it, so there's just like okay we need to move the goalpost so we need to have something happen to have that happen yeah. to trigger it instead of like it naturally being a progression of the way that things are going yeah and so i think honestly that was the biggest problem like it was shot fine you know the effects were pretty cool for acting its was, time. Acting the was acting decent. was okay. Yeah. yeah, like there was nothing super like cringy about any. Right. You know, a little over the top for some of the villains. And, yeah, there but, was I mean, definitely it, some eighties. But, but again, I mean, it was it was eighties. Like it was it was a very it was too the par for that for that decade. I right? just did yeah. not get the Malfoy character. Yeah, like was he? An you orphan? expect him to be more right? right. Like yeah. he's going to have some significant something. But he's. It, I mean, he doesn't even have a significant death in it or anything like that. You but he, know? And like he, he's. But I was always like, wait, is he an orphan? Is he a cop? Yeah. Is he? This is he, one of the things I was thinking of throughout the whole thing. Is in the it could be a cool movie. Mm -hmm. They have the cool rollerblading game, right? And yep. most movies, you have like a thing in the beginning and then right. it comes back in the end. Cool never rollerblading, you know, stuff. It never comes back. Could have made something cool. That cool torture thing where they can see their fears. Yeah. Could have been cool. Like, why didn't you bring it back yeah. in the end? The Malfoy guy could have had, like, all these cool elements that had yeah. no, like, comeback to wrap oh, it all up. I really wanted the girl, Tara. Tara, yeah, right? Tara. Tara. I really wanted her to beat him up or something. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Because he, he kept harassing he was, he was her. He harassing her, and he straight up, like, sexually assaulted her, yeah. and I thought it would over just be, over. like, a good... That's right. If, like, if she got the final yeah. say with him... Versus, like, say, Jason or Tug yeah. or whatever that guy's name is. And yeah. But in, in the end, we nothing happens to him. Like, we don't see what happens to him. Yeah, he's just right. kind of there with the dead. When, yeah. At, when the dam explodes. When the dam explodes, he's yeah. probably inside or something like that. So I will say that one of the things that I wish was better, I mean, other than just the story, <laughs> is that Bodai is just a white ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like, I mean, sure, he glows a little bit, and he sparkles a little bit, and he makes little tinkle-tinkle sounds, but um, there's nothing appealing about him at all. I mean... <laughs> there's a couple yeah. of scenes where they're like, oh, we gotta find Bodai, and it, you see that there's this emotional connection yeah. that the characters have to this orb, right? and you think to yourself, this is just a ball. Yeah. You know, it... It's not cute. It doesn't make any kind of... It doesn't really talk. It supposedly talks to their mind, but we never hear that, you, you, so right. we don't have we don't any connection, connection to him. Yeah, so there's no it's real... like back in his family. Yeah. Right, yeah. You don't really feel it. Like you never communicate. They are yeah. portraying in what they're saying. Yeah. Well, and he, and he, he does almost nothing. Like, he heals Daniel's deafness. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 
and he makes it rain. Makes it rain in their clubhouse. And I guess he he leads them on a journey that ultimately brings water to them, but, but he, he doesn't he bring does the water it. himself. Darkstar does all that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it all starts with like a thievery. <laughs> that's right. But, it's not Bodai. It's Darkstar. It, that's the most like confounding <laughs> thing to me. It's like Bodai has been living in presumably this cave for I don't know how long because the opening shot is Bodai crashing into Earth. Right. right? We that's don't know when that happened. Exposition thing. I have no idea when that happens. Daniel crashes through the wall, finds Bodai. Bodai apparently has had the power to create water this entire time, can heal people, can fly around. It's can not turn like into trapped sparkly in this dust and go anywhere he wants. Right, he can communicate with humans. It seems like if he had a mission to bring water to Earth, he could have done that very easily yeah. without a bunch of rollerblade kids. <laughs> but he doesn't. He never does anything. He's just... Kicking it in the cave of wonders, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to mention uh, the whole time he's being tortured. I mean, he could have disintegrated. Just disintegrated. Yeah. When the when Daniel comes back and and finds him and like touches him, he immediately turns from this super crusty. Looks like Mercury. Disin- yeah, yeah, it looks like the planet Mercury, and then. He turns into this nice, shiny, glowy white ball. And destroys the thing that has been torturing him this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's got powers beyond belief, but he doesn't seem to really help the the people in the story. The kids were already a family. To, like they were yeah, already they, the kind of like they weren't brought any closer because they didn't of this. friendship, they right? Yeah. They already were a family. If anything, they maybe accept Darstar a little bit, but. I mean, yeah, what yeah. even happens to him? Well, he becomes I guess he, a swim buddy. Right, he becomes yeah. a swim buddy. He's the lifeguard. Was he in the, the lifeguard? Yeah, they'll get to join Green Tree in the commune. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said you like this movie. Let's go around. Would you would you recommend this movie to you know watch? Um, would it pass the, the fun test? I kind of think no, personally. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not, this is not a... Battlefield Earth painful movie to watch. Right. It, it is a movie that is, for the most part, well made, just poorly written. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, it's worth watching if you've never seen it so that you can say you've seen it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's... Uh, probably watch it with friends because it'll be funnier. It'll be more enjoyable with friends than alone. It certainly, but, for me, wasn't painful to watch. Right. But I, you know, wasn't... I wasn't enjoying it as much as say Nakamine. Right. Um, Nakamine was quite fun. Uh, this was this was fun, but it wasn't as fun. Right. Was, I would say, I would give it two out of four stars. Yeah. This had a McDonald's in it. Yeah. yeah. There's no product placement in this. Thing. No. no there's the Brinks truck. The brother is the Brinks truck. Yeah. Mary, <laughs> what about you? For me, I, it, I again, it it's one of those things where when you look back at your childhood through. 30 years later yeah. and you know so there's a little bit of nostalgia for me uh-huh. more just the memory of it not so much the actual movie itself but the memory of the experience is really what I remember my youngest might enjoy this but so she's 10 and but even still I think they would make fun of it you know <laughs> so right. it, it, I think they would also be a little confused in the same way that I showed them Mac and Me, they were just kind of like, 
they didn't enjoy it even nearly as much as I did. <laughs> and so I think they're just they're like I think they're just a little too jaded now. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how they'd react to the torture bot and <laughs> the, the the chick getting blown up, you know, getting her hand set on right. fire and then electrocuted and dying. And the mm-hmm. naked dude. So yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just kinda eh, yeah. you know, yeah. like Yeah. Solid effort. Good college try. Yeah. Uh, I would. I'd say that, like you guys, I'm like, if if it's like those number lines when you're a kid, yeah. and zero is right in the middle, I'm like just on the no side of zero. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed watching it with you guys. I feel like a lot of that um, has to do with like where you are when you come in. Right. Like I had a really bad day. Yeah. Right. And I, like, <laughs> come in and. It was hilarious. I mean, we, I laughed at the special effects, but for the time, they were fine. Yeah. Um, I laughed at some of the choices they made in costuming and, like, the vehicles and stuff. I mean, I had a really good time, and I enjoyed it. I, um, it's funny. I showed my kids Mac and me, and they loved to just make fun of it. Yeah. They were, um, uh, yeah, so they, they thought it was great. I, I, my son might like this. Uh, with the sci-fi, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I'd recommend it. It would if you're in a large group of people who are just ready to laugh at something that, like, like Ben said, was well made but poorly written, <laughs> right? Kind of poorly executed in some ways. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on the no side, but, uh, but it's, it's much closer. Like, I, like, I could actively recommend against watching Battlefield Earth. Right. I wouldn't. Yes. Right. I, I wouldn't do that with this movie, but this, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it either. Yeah, this is not a movie that you tell people don't watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're going to watch it, sure, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, great. Any uh, other thoughts? No. My favorite scene in the whole movie was when that old man takes the arm off of the oh, man. Oh, we didn't even talk about it! Oh, no! <laughs> the, whole, the whole Burning Man thing. It's the king from The Princess Bride. A yeah. Burning Man. Yeah. He's like the so. leader of the Burning Man people and he lives That's in a this... reason for everyone to go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> just watched that one scene. And, and he, he lives in like this arm. old wax museum. <laughs> yeah. So, it was so random. And he, so weird. he takes yeah. the arm off the wolf man, <laughs> scratches, scratches his, his chin with it, and uses the little guy. And also <laughs> with yeah, middle the middle finger takes it given the bird. <laughs> It's super weird. And they totally have like weird. a be- well, they have like a, a woman being beheaded at a guillotine, like right when you walk in. So maybe that's Marie Antoinette. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like, so Darkstar's walking in with the half naked guy to yeah. to go and talk the Tim to Tim Curry lookalike. Yeah, to go and talk to the king from Princess Bride, and and so we're like, is that head just happen every time you open the door? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just reset that. That's how you introduce him to the town. And there's a hang. A guy falls from a hangs. Yeah. Yeah. gallows. Man, got him with the head again. <laughs> so that That's that was weird. Part that was film. very bizarre. That that actually felt the most Mel Brooks to me. It, yeah, that's in, true. In the movie. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, thanks. That's right. our show. Yeah. That was terrible. Can we fix that in post?